hope you're having a great Monday, everyone. Thank you for spending part of it with us. I'm J.B. Long, and this is the Coach McVeigh Show, a special guest, Les Snead, on this short week. And thank goodness for short weeks and a trip to Seattle in week five, DeMarco. Let's get back to the field ASAP. Absolutely. And let's bring in Les Snead. And this is normally the uh, part of the calendar, Les, where we would say, all right, you're at the quarter pole. You've played uh, four games. Normally, you like to go three and one or better to get to your ultimate goal. With a 17-game schedule, I guess we're a little off track in terms mm-hmm. of our math, but the point still stands. Why don't we start with yesterday's game and your reaction to the Rams' first loss of 2021? What were your big takeaways? Uh, takeaways, I always go, all right, what, what, what lessons uh, did we learn? What can we apply? How fast can we apply them? That's, that's really what you have to do after a loss, and, and you have to do after a win because, uh, as we said, we're, we're three and one. So if that's at the – if that, that's the 25% mark it, plus the extra game, that that's you're at the 25% mark, right? You still have three more quarters to go. So mm-hmm. that's where we're at. We're collecting data, trying to figure out who we are and, and how fast we can get to who we really are going to be. I think you can, even on this show, acknowledge what we just saw. I thought Kyler Murray was spectacular. He was great. I mean, he's going to be a tough out for anybody, but I don't think you should – break the mold just because one guy exploited some some problems on game day no there's there's no doubt i mean kyle right now he's on pace to be the maybe the mvp of the nfl how how long that lasts again he he and the cardinals at the the quarter mark we're at the quarter mark but when you look at a game right and and that was week four and us playing the cardinals and and whether you're on the right side of the scoreboard or not right it, it usually depends on hey did you do enough to uh, right, be on the right side of the score, or did they do enough or more to be on the right side of the score? Obviously, yesterday, I think it was a little combination of both, right? They're, they're a good team. They're playing well. And also, there's some percentage that, right, we turned the ball over twice. We, we couldn't get off the field enough. So there, there's, you know, we missed a field goal. So the, we can always look like we had some self-inflicted wounds. But I do think uh, I give uh, the Cardinals, I give Coach Kingsbury, I give Kyler Murray, I give all of them right there. They've won four for a reason. They've scored over 30 points in, in every game for a reason, not, not by chance. Mm-hmm. If you're in year three, he has matured into the franchise quarterback that Arizona hoped he would become, then this kind of feels like the new norm in the NFC West. When you look at Russell Wilson being a known commodity and what he can do in terms of a multidimensional threat and extending plays, Kyler took that to the nth degree against the Rams this weekend. And maybe Trey Lance's time is sooner rather than later in San Francisco based on the latest from the yeah, what is the latest? Jimmy Garoppolo. I hadn't, I hadn't paid attention today. To they haven't shared the MRI of uh, Garoppolo's calf yet, yet. But I yeah. think it's fair to say that sooner rather than later, that, that will kind of be the complexion of the division and six of your 17 games. How do you plan for that? How do you approach that in terms of your team building philosophy, knowing that that's the reality this season and moving forward? That's, a, that's an interesting concept because when you, when you add that dimension of, of being able to to make plays right off schedule. Uh, one of the better ways to do it right is, is all right, there's got to be a, a you, you got to have disciplined players, right? You can't just, you, you can't just unleash it because all of a sudden there's a, uh, there's a lane for one of those guys to take advantage of the next thing you know, right? Everything you plan for is now out the door and it's, it's a if you want to call it playground ball and the playground means, right? If a coverage is designed to cover for two to three seconds and all of a sudden the play gets to five seconds because, uh, you know, the, the quarterbacks are mobile, they can look downfield and 
and find open players. Now, if you if everybody drops back, guess what? Kyler Murray can take it for for 16 yards and kind of sidestep down there. So it it it, it hey, there's an element of athleticism uh, to be able to to contain those players. There's an element of of discipline to be able to write. Let's call it hem them in, not allow them to get. Uh, I would say this: they're gonna they're gonna those players are gonna. They're going to create unscheduled moments. Mm-hmm. You want to contain them. You want to keep those moments to as few as possible and then overcome those moments when they do happen. What's the first thing I said to you when I walked in? Third and 16. Third and 16, Still that's a win. Mind. And he scrambles and gets it. But anyway, every time I see you, especially doing these shows, I want to ask, like, what year are you in right now? Like, you have to prepare for the now, making this team good, but you also have to keep your foot into the future where this division's going. Like, this is where these guys are going to be, and this is where we need to meet them. Isn't that where you start with scouting? Definitely. Definitely start there. And it, it, I, know, I know one of the reasons we were intentional about bringing back Leonard Floyd was there was uh, an element last year of playing Russell, playing Kyler, even playing Dak early, right? He Because of his range, because of his length, because of his athleticism, his ability to change direction, right? All of a sudden, hey, it's one thing to get Kyler to go that way, but when he decides he's going the other way really quick, right, how do you counter that? Well, well someone like him can... Hmm. can counter that because he can change maybe not as fast maybe not as quick but over the course of uh, and you know the the play and taking the right angle you know he can keep the play from being really damaging so uh that's that's one example of let's call it team building when you're also looking a little bit okay who's the enemy who you're playing right twice a year instead of once or once every four years how about through a four-game sample size, impressions of your quarterback and what Matthew Stafford has done to impress you? I'm sure uh, I hate the word like what surprises you because obviously you did a thorough vetting before you made the move. But what do you maybe have more of a profound appreciation for having now worked with him in your own building? You know, that's a good question. There's, I would honestly say nothing's surprised me watching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, I think Chris Collinsworth articulated this. You, Sometimes when you're in NFL, right, and you're not, you know, you're not on Sunday nights a lot. You're not on Monday nights and Monday nights a lot. So we all got to see Matt if you played against him, maybe on that Thanksgiving day. But I think when you when you went and studied him and said, "Wow, that's a that's a really impressive QB," and it might be okay because you, it's not like seeing Aaron Rodgers and you. We see him six times a year on on prime time, right? And you can mm-hmm. you can get a better feel. But all of a sudden, you go back and study Matt and go, man, that that's that's a pretty impressive quarterback in terms. of Take this. Went to his pro day. Heck, whenever whenever he came out, we I was in Atlanta. Then we had drafted Matt Ryan the year before. We were not looking uh, for QB, but. We're in Atlanta. Athens is right down the road. They had, a, they always have a pretty good subset of players at Georgia. I just know this: at that pro day, no doubt this guy can throw a football and throw it as good as as anyone. But I do think as we went and studied him last year, and then see him come to the Rams and and you know bring it to life was 
the experience, the savvy, the instincts, all of that, however that's getting mixed up in, in his in his mind, in his brain, in his ability to process football and bring life is, is what's really impressive. I thought he was a pretty good mover as well. I mean, I mean, Kyler, we talked about him, but one of his last Matt Stafford scoring drives where he kept the pressure on the defense in the red zone when there's nothing there and he kept moving up the field, attacking the goal line, I, I thought that's special. I mean, there's no gap between a bad play and a, and a good play for that quarterback if yeah, you keep moving forward. Great point. We've seen yeah. him be able to step up. Yeah. You get pressure right from the ends. He'll step up. He has the courage to step up. And when he steps up, he's looking. He's still looking downfield. He wants to pass. And we've also seen him be able to spin out and, and get outside and, and manipulate coverages and do the sidearm stuff, you know, by escaping outside. He probably, right, it's not as fast as Kyler, so he might not get that third and 16. He might only get eight out of it, maybe 10. But it, you, we saw him yesterday do a few things, uh, right, where – He's competitive and things weren't there. And he obviously said, you know what, I'll, I'll tuck it and make a few guys missed and lower his yeah. shoulder a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I just, like, later on, they're going to say, like, uh, the entire NFC West has mobile quarterbacks, but yeah. mislabel Matthew Stafford as just a pocket passer. You saw it on game day. The guy can move. It's oh, there's, there's no doubt he can move. And, and I think he, like I said, he's one of those QBs that, right, the, the way he's built anatomically, right, he's – Good center of gravity, really quick in there, and he can. He, he's got a feel for very mobile in that pocket, is what I'm trying to say. He's enjoying a uh, career low sack rate so far. Uh, the offensive line in front of him all grading out pretty well. I, I know the um, the internal wager that you placed on your returning offensive line this offseason, not really attacking that position group uh, through any of the avenues available to you. How validating is it to see their performance so far, Les? You know, it's it, can we say that our offensive line has been unfairly maligned then i mean it's can't we finally admit that i know it i know maligned there's an anchor year? right yeah. no no, no but, but coming into it it seems like for about a few years now it's been like oh man yeah we, we didn't address the i'm like wait a minute we we actually have addressed mm-hmm. the uh, ol maybe it wasn't with a uh let's call it a sexy trade or free agent signing or high draft pick but uh a good portion of that offensive line, right, has been drafted, homegrown, developed. A good, you know, it take, you know, we traded for uh, Corbett, we signed Witt, but a, a good portion of this thing from top to bottom, 1 through 10, 11, however, has, has been, right, intentionally drafted at some point or signed as a college free agent, developed, and, and they played cohesively together. I think that's the – that, and I get, I get why the offensive line is not an individual player, right? It's five people, right, playing together symbiotically, not necessarily just with themselves, but with how Sean's going to attack the, the defense, how the QB's going to, you know – sit in the pocket, move up, things like that. So uh, I think that's it's not just, hey, a one-on-one game. It, it is at times, but it's, it's – I would – what are we going to sum it up by saying uh, the, the, the sum is greater than the parts or greater than the individuals for sure? I think that I'm, – I'm, I wish Brian Allen never got hurt a season ago or – a season ago or two, two. two seasons ago. 19 in Pittsburgh. Because yeah. he'd still be the starter and he'd have X amount of experience. I think he's played great. The only surprise I had was Edwards. 
at left guard. When he first went in, I'm like, I'm not so sure, but all he's done is play his butt off and play pretty well in there. That, I guess, would be the it, only it surprise. It seems like why we shouldn't yeah. ever be surprised if uh, Wisconsin or Iowa <laughs> linemen <laughs> has success in the NFL. Yeah. You know, that's even though they, hey, and like Wisconsin and Iowa linemen, when you dig into them, their quarterbacks in high school or tight ends or wide receivers, somehow they wind up on the O-line. Yeah, they wind yeah. up on the O-L. And I just they thought he was done, a tackle so. playing guard, but right. he's played oh, a pretty I, I good cards, guard I can, spot. Yeah. And I do know this, when he started at guard for the first time and we went, our uh, scouts went back to Wisconsin. Even the Wisconsin staff was, I'm surprised he's ah. starting at guard, right? It's, but... Uh, you know, I, I give those guys credit. They're versatile. They probably the data says most. Your if you're in college football, you put your best offensive lineman at left tackle, mm-hmm. right? So I would say this: there's a lot of left tackles in college football that end up at guard. So now uh, Dave was a right tackle, uh, but uh, Corbett was a left tackle at Nevada. Yeah. He ends up at guard with us. So that's it's not surprising that a tackle moves the guard, but maybe it's a little bit more surprising that Dave Edwards moved it. Yeah, Corbett doesn't surprise me. He looks like a guard. Yeah. <laughs> to steal your phrase, maybe no flashy trade for an offensive lineman, but uh, going back a few years, there was one for a corner who's now a stalwart here in Los Angeles. And I wonder if, to your eye, Jalen Ramsey has taken it even to a new level here in 2021. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I could – look, he, we, we traded for a reason. You can go back when he was in Jacksonville. And they made a Super Bowl run. I mean, he was playing well. What, what, what's, what's neat to see this year is wow. And and we've all seen it. Sundays or whenever we play a game, they're they're, they're different to him. He attacks those days different than most humans. Like he has a switch and he's going to compete. And he's confident. But it's been neat to see him, right, go, be versatile, go and go, hey, I'm going to play corner like a linebacker, right? I mean, that's, you know, there's, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, pile on the coach at Jackson State, but, I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like prime time. We talk about business decisions, and he's gone to Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame but Jalen Ramsey says, you know what, my business is I'm going to play corner like Dick Buckus, <laughs> right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move in. I'm going to blitz like whomever right so it's it's been i think that's what we felt we've seen and and it's been fun to watch can't you put that on the top of your draft thing like find more jalen ramsey's in college they're just not a, not enough <laughs> okay that's it's a bell curve thing right? yeah there's there's a it's skinny right here yeah for a reason and then, so there's more of these corners than there are jalen see i guess it's the same point you made about matthew stafford um not seeing him as much because the only thing i saw about jalen ramsey is when you played him or stuff you read about. And I had that guy totally wrong. I thought he was about just getting paid. He wants to win. You can tell yeah. this dude is going to explode if he doesn't win. No doubt. I love Marco, that. didn't you want to get paid? I did, but I mean, I wanted you to also win. Wanted to win. So yeah. it can be, it's not binary. Of course. I, I mean, the money's I, coming. I, yeah, yeah. It is a good that you make a great point that I think, uh, you know, because we're a little bit, we're in the entertainment business, right? We're in the, in the platforms now that, that content gets spread over. It's it's quick. It's flashy. Uh, there's an element of barstool. So yes, probably we as fans saw what Jalen Ramsey show up at training camp in a in a uh, the armored under, car, yeah, yeah. Under Armour truck, whatever yeah. you want to call it, right? Yeah. You know that probably we saw that more than 
holy cow, he played the Pittsburgh Steelers maybe two times that year, once in the regular season, once in the playoffs. They won both games, and oh, by the way, at that point in time, you know, Pittsburgh's go-to guy was, you know, Antonio Brown, and there he is manning him every single play. So, unfortunately, because of the business we're in, the entertainment, I'm not saying it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. The content we probably are most familiar with is the maybe the Under Armour truck at the Breeks truck mm -hmm. and, and want to get paid. But uh, when, you, when you go back and get a chance to study those guys, when you do the vetting, I mean, it, you – Hey, Jalen's smart player. He loves he loves trying to figure out right the the tactics of what the enemy's trying to do to them and, and boy does he have a confidence and passion to compete and be the best that day and let everyone know it. Uh, before we get to the Seahawks, I'd love to get a, a rookie class check-in at this juncture as we open up a new month of October. And It's early. It is. But let me <laughs> yeah. preface it by saying what, what I love about this class is, true to form, they all have found their home on special teams. Like so many of these men have helmets on game day and are contributing in that fashion specific to their positions. Maybe we start at the top uh, with Tutu. Is, is it maybe a good sign for the Rams if, if this ends up being a partial redshirt for him? Because it means that the players atop him on the depth chart are having healthy productivity. Well, I think if we... If we draft a skilled player, right, it, I always look at it, right there. There's an element that you got to expect them to uh, have somewhat of a redshirt year. It's just because our skill, our five eligibles, they're <laughs> they're they're veterans. They're they're sophisticated and 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 hey, when I always go when the rookie comes in, it's it's one on one. And oh, by the way, he's he's in a in a phd class now so it, you're going to be farther you're going to be far behind so that's the neat thing is being able to to get these players up to speed so van jefferson kind of partial red shirt last year this year uh right letting him play i guess with the you if you want to call it the varsity mm -hmm. per se but uh but tutu's been a night you know what's neat is that the negative is 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 we've probably had uh you know we've probably had the you know we've He's only oh, teams have only punted nine times against us. That's a negative, right? It'd be it'd be nice if he maybe had nine more uh, uh, punts. But you know that, that him getting a chance. See, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point this year he he does have a little uh, a breakout punt return at some point, just because of because of his speed and, and the way we're we're beginning to block for him. And then a couple of guys on defense. Ernest Jones with 10 snaps yesterday. Robert Rochelle seems to be taking you know, little snippets here and there and building his inventory at your corner position. Those uh, very similar uh, deep, at, deep at corner and, and hadn't had really an injury. But I know as, 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 as Robert, I, I know the defensive staff has, okay, let's, let's kind of drip these guys out there. And, and, it's, and now it's just, hey, when? It might not be Thursday night because it's a shorter week, but when do you let those guys Right, get on the field more and contribute more. Let's call it on the defensive side of the ball. At some point, you won't be able to stop Ernest Jones from getting on the field. The more reps he takes, the more experience he gets. Plus, with that body and his ability, I mean, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, there's that's the yeah right. That's that's the if you want to call it the calculus equation of, of when when do you right insert the younger, less experienced player that might be ready to help more that's yeah age old one thousand dollar question see where you is are the win mid-season yeah absolutely
Should we get to some Seahawks and a Thursday no. week five preview? Because uh, uh, you got to go up there. It's loud. It's cold. You know. Yeah, but less, yeah. it seems like every <laughs> right. time the Rams go up there, and I know the rivalry runs much deeper than just the last collection of five, six years. But uh, every every trip up there is consequential. I mean, it, it has ramifications not just for the standings and this rivalry, but where the organizations continue to go from there. Oh, I, yes, I. I mean, I, yesterday's game is very similar. Give the Cardinals credit for for doing what they've done to, right? Hey, they're leading the thing. We're all chasing them now. Uh, San Fran speaks for themselves, especially, you know, when, they, when, they're, when they've been stable at QB. Unfortunately for them, they hadn't, or fortunately for all of us, they, they haven't, right? But they've been a Super Bowl contender when they had that quarterback position stabilized. But, yes, the, if you look at since uh, – John Snyder, Pete Carroll went into Seattle. They probably, you know, been a top. They got to be top five in, in wins. They and they right. It's what's impressive about them is right. They had the Super Bowl run. Uh, right, maybe it, you know the veterans get a little bit old and it's time to somewhat start over. But as they've been starting over and coming back, they've been competitive. They've been in the mix. So that is a that is an art form that maybe some of the the, the the Steelers organization, maybe the Ravens organization, has proven to be able to do right when you make those let's call it Super Bowl runs, but also when it's when it's time to tear down a little bit and build back up, still be competitive. I think that's what they've proven. I I got a lot of respect for Russell Wilson, but I'm sick to death of seeing him. Um, yeah, but, I, and, I want him to play baseball. Kyler and him can go play baseball. Please, at least for this week. Uh, but you know, when people no, find for, out forever, forever. Right? Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Their next week means something too. They, okay, so, so I hey baseball, right? They get you're talking about money or work. They get paid more in baseball, right? We're on the same page. But this is more fun. But when people find out what you do in the general public, I'm sure you get advice, unsolicited advice, and. Every now and then they're right, and this is a great point. From what just happened on game day, that's going to help you on Thursday defending Russell Wilson because of what just what Kyler Murray just did. That's going to help your defense prepare for Russell Wilson. Is that fair to say? That is very fair to say. Very nothing nothing else I can say. Right? Yeah. That's I and I don't know if y'all were able to see it, but I give. I mean, John Walford did a heck of a job last week. Hmm. I guess the results might not say it, but boy, did he run around out there like Russell Wilson. I mean, I was like, you're going to – I mean, he was – Oh, your backup quarterback. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. He was, he was, if you want to call it, acting like on scout team, Kyler Murray. And, and, and we won't practice as much this week uh, because of Thursday night, but trying to manipulate that. But you're exactly right. Well, the butcher's right. I just agreed with him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's the saying about imitation and being a form of flattery? There's an element yeah. to this game as well with Shane Waldron making the move uh, up north, a couple other members of the mm-hmm. coaching staff, and Gerald Everett as well. There, there does seem to be this uh, thought that the NFC West is more similar than they are dissimilar at this stage in terms of where they are offensively and what they're trying to do. Great point. I'm getting it's on, my, it's on the uh, agenda to – you know, I'm still disappointed. It's on the agenda to go, you know what? I'm good with with growth, development, opportunity, but I'm like, okay, we should be able to deny Shane Waldron going to our division teams. So, <laughs> hey, it's it's I get it. Fair game for twenty eight other teams, but maybe not a division rival. But Shane's bright coach got a great opportunity and and, and I, again I agree, it only hurts the Rams in this rivalry by Shane being a Seahawk and not a Ram. But 
Yeah, you, I'm the GM. I can be selfish, right? You wish him well, just not twice a year. Yes. Possibly three, right? That's how okay. it goes. Yeah. Seems like what? Last year we played him three. Could happen. Absolutely. A little bit different this time around because your Thursday night football draw is back earlier in the schedule. I mean, week five is, I think, a generally a good spot for it to fall right. if you have to go on the road. When the schedule comes out, you probably look for the bye, and where's your Thursday night? That is true. I, I know sports science will say you're right. We like playing Thursday night earlier and probably really like playing Thursday night after a loss. Hmm. Right Question there. about Gerald uh, Everett for one second. As a drafter of guys, um, when you pick them, you want to see them develop. Does that count even when they're not here, just personally between you and the player when you draft them? Like I at think, some uh, point, I want to see you reach your potential no matter where it is in the league? Well, I think, I think what you – the answer would be yes, right? You, it's, it's pretty cool to see these young people have these dreams and, and get an opportunity and, and how far they can go. Right, there is an element of right you wish it wasn't in Seattle. But let's let's talk nuts and bolts football. Mm-hmm. We're well aware that if we do a really good job of drafting, developing, right, while Jared Everett is around, he can help us win games here. And he obviously did. We won a lot of games while he was there. Now, if we can't keep him here for right let's call it budgetary going back to mm-hmm. wanting to get paid you know what i mean and, and all players do and should right because it's a short career and you should you should cash in so by that if we do our job developing drafting developing they help us play here help us win and oh by the way we can't keep them here another team wants them and then at that point we can get compensatory draft picks mm-hmm. that help us right maybe uh start over again and and keep the process going. One final question away from the Rams organization, at least on the field week to week, and that is this time last year, uh, members of your organization were probably sitting pretty idle, wishing there were more football games to go observe, more film to break down. Now that you're back to a full college football slate, uh, as the staff ramped up and enjoying being back out on the road and scouring the country for that next week. Oh, it's, they're definitely, you know, they, they really enjoy going, let's call it during, we call it August. There's an element right when our scouts visit the schools during training camp because that's no one's won or lost a game yet. So the ebbs and flows of emotions. Are, hey, you go into Ohio State after a loss, it's just a different visit than if you go into Ohio State after a win. So that August, they were really having fun. But I, I've gotten a lot of text of of our guys at stadiums on game day, right, with crowds and and, and they're having they're having a blast. You know, being out on the road, getting to getting to, to add that tool to the toolbox that we we haven't had in the last probably it's definitely last draft but so getting to see those guys live and and uh, do some research on them at their schools and and get a feel a little bit of a short week we're yeah. all accelerated happy to uh, sit down with you less and glad we could squeeze it in a bit early so that you can get to the rest of your Monday evening what's oh. next on your docket oh next on the docket I'm gonna I'm going to go continue watching film, but I'm going to spin on the bike. So it seems like you, you know, loaded question. <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit of work just, and exercise. Answer. You good sense answer. the urgency. Good on answer. A Monday, a little, yeah. thousand up Thursday's coming. Facility. That's right. uh, Thursday can't come. Do, do, our, do our listeners know Rudy? Yeah, they know Rudy. Yeah, Rudy's the guy. Oh, yeah. Hey, Rudy, I was trying to get this thing done. <laughs> you were like in commute, and I was like, we don't need Rudy. I mean, you know what I mean? No, wait a minute. See? But they, they fall for you. They said, we Trust. need you. He's got to hit the right <laughs> buttons. We got no clue of doing this show without you. 
The camera shots don't frame themselves. My man. Yes, sir. For Marco Farr. For Les Snead, general manager of your Los Angeles Rams, I'm J.B. Long. This is a week five edition of the Coach McVay Show. We'll see you Thursday from Seattle. Thank you.